Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Event Hustlers. Today is a very exciting day because I get to interview someone who is considered, in my opinion, the ultimate interviewer. She <laughs> has an amazing show that she does all kinds of amazing things. And we're actually signing on about a minute late today because we just got caught up chatting. There's so much to talk about. And then I thought we should go on air and talk about it on air. <laughs> <laughs> so Kiki, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I have known you since so early in my time in the events industry. When I first joined, I think I found you on Twitter. And I've been following your work for years and years. And I actually use you many times as examples of things to do or people to watch. I'll tell you more about that later. Oh, I like <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. Always <laughs> <laughs> been inspiration to me in terms of how you connect people and you pursue your dreams and you build businesses. So I've always kind of kept an eye on you, but I would love for our audience to meet you. Um, so why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and then we can get into all the nitty gritty details. Oh, you just, my heart is full. I don't know how I follow that up. Uh, yeah, so I'm Kiki Latalian. I have a background in doing marketing and, and membership development for associations. Uh, jumped into the dark side of doing consulting focused on digital strategy for primarily for associations and nonprofits. But about 10 years ago, I um, also started, you know, leading a conversation online uh, called Association Chat using the hashtag Asin Chat, which, yes, I'm aware of what that looks like. And uh, and so 10 years later, that's going strong and is a podcast now. Um, and I'm these days I'm very focused on talking about tribes and trust. So actually, how do you build communities and help them to stick together. And uh, so, yeah, I'm so I, there's a lot to share, but that's it in a nutshell. I love it. So how did you get started with all this? I mean, I think you have like a natural niche, niche for marketing. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But how did you start your own company and decide this is something you really want to do? Oh, my gosh. I would never, ever, ever in a million years suggest anybody follow my my personal path on uh, how I started Amplified growth. So Amplified growth, I, I, you know, after being lured to the dark side, working for a consulting agency, um, working on technology development and, uh, you know, AMS selections and exciting things like that. I had a client who said, look, I will pay you your yearly salary uh, to be your first client. You should go out on your own and I thought, yes, for, for about a year, people have been telling me, asking me, when are you going to go out on your own? And so, Liz, you're such an awesome planner. And I am really embarrassed to like admit to this, but I've come to terms with my true beginnings, the genesis of Amplified Growth. I just, I went for it. I thought, you know what? I've got my year's salary. Every additional client I bring in uh, will be additional money. Who wouldn't want that? So I went out without much of a plan on my own, which explains why it's taken a while for me to like, get things rolling in a strategic way um, on my business. Yeah. I have to say, I, I mean, thank you for saying I'm a, a good planner, but my story is very similar. You just kind of, I mean, no. first of all, though, my story did not start with someone who was willing to pay me an entire salary to start the business. I started with zero clients and no plan. And it has also taken me 
many years to start saying, hey, I should probably be a little more strategic here. <laughs> so yeah. per perception is everything though. And my perception of you, you're always, you always seem just and I've seen you, I know you're like your plans, you're very detail oriented. So well, yeah. I'm glad it looks like that from the <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Score. Yes. One of the things that I have recommended people follow you, well, I've recommended tons of people to follow you, but one of the things that I say when I do that is when there are people who are looking to build their own brand or their own business, I always talk about how I love watching your evolution. Um, I use this one video, you might have extra traction on it because I always share yeah. this video with people, uh, where you were trying to figure out how to do the association chat daily briefings using the Alexa. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm obsessed with technology. So I just yeah. love the idea that you kind of have built as you go, you learn as you go, you perfect it. I think if you probably looked back at the stuff you did in the beginning compared to where you are now, there's a huge difference. Yeah. And I keep telling people that it's about that journey that people like to be a part of that. And I have enjoyed being a part of that for you to see like just how far you've come and to not feel like you had it all together from the very beginning and you were some rock star, you know, not that you yeah. ever came across as not having it together, but it's so fun to watch people build over time. But yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I think, um, thank you so much for saying that. I, I, I believe that that's true. And I think that that's something I hear from people pretty regularly about. They're very thankful that I'm willing to be brave and go out and try things when they may fail. And um, especially with platforms and technology and stuff, they are, they're happy to see somebody applying it and using it. And then they get ideas for what they can bring back, you know, to their organizations. And that is really important to me because I think I think all of my background and study and all of my passion, all of my talents and skills, it all drives toward the same place, which is just communication and, and really like being able to connect with people. And ultimately I win if other people are able to communicate better with their people. So no matter what my title is or what I'm what I'm doing, I mm -hmm. feel like I'm succeeding at, at what I'm here to do if people are somehow uh, getting ideas, inspired, learning, and then able to apply that and and that generates better community for them, you know? Yeah. You talked earlier about building tribes and your interest in building communities and all the work you've done with S and chat. S and chat, yeah. The most pornographic sounding <laughs> hashtag out there. Yes. I love it. Uh, what is your interest in building community and how have you found that that helped your business and helps obviously all of your client business as well? Uh, the, for a long time, I was trying to figure out the through line of my sort of evolution in, in my career and trying to figure out, well, I started out in marketing and then got more focused on building chapters out for associations because of that, I found that building communities online for global for global organizations made a lot of sense. That got me into the digital strategy world. And then I started focusing so much on social media and digital strategy, building community there, that I, I forgot kind of what that through line was. Like, what are all these things? How are they all tied together? You know? And in the middle of it, there's 
you know, um, there's speaking and there's going out and there's like, how, like, how does that connect to association chat and building a tribe? And um, that's been my, it turns out that community's kind of been there the whole time throughout my whole life. I started looking back at built my first club that I created when I was nine years old uh, in third grade. And then the the poetry slam that I, you know, when I was the open mic night where I got paid in free beer when I was in college, you know, and, and like all of these things that sort of, um, I've always really cared, even though I think of myself as kind of a loner, I've always really cared about bringing people together. And I think that, especially now, my focus is, I think, I think that the onus is on me to figure out how I can take what I've learned about bringing people together. Even those of us who claim like we're introverts, we, we feel more comfortable texting than talking on the phone and all of that. And then I'm one of them, um, with more social isolation with people who increase suicide rates, with people who are literally, like this is truly a life or death kind of thing. Um, all of our automation, Liz, you know, like all of the stuff that we can teach people how to do to help them, a lot is getting lost in building trust and building real relationships between human to human um, as we focus so much on, on just getting bigger. And we are, uh, so many of us associations, companies, brands, um, just people, we're forgetting about that investment that you have to make in building relationships for real, you know? And, um, and so that's really why I'm focusing on that now. I feel like it, we're, we're just having this, this crisis in yeah. community. And while there are a lot of books that are out there about building community and a lot of them are great, you know, great books. And they talk about different uh, aspects of it and different approaches. Um, I still feel like I have something that's unique and my, my own, through my own lens to share that people can use and then apply. Um, and that's, that's really why that's, that's my keynote now. That's the book that I'm writing right now. That's, that's really been a focus for me. Um, and it's becoming more and more of a focus as I dig dig deeper into it. It's so refreshing to hear a marketer talk about people, trust, relationships, tribes. You know, I, I've read Seth Godin's book on tribes. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's a concept that's been out there, but yet when it comes to like a marketing strategy, it tends to go towards paid ads and yeah. And like a, a very non-human approach. But I am a firm believer, as you are, that if you bring people together and give them true human connections, and that can obviously happen in live events as it can happen in mm -hmm. online communities, that's what people need. I remember yes. like when you and I first met, I feel like it was around 2007, 2008, and we we met through the online community event profs. Yep. <laughs> yes. I remember at that time, there was so much conversation about whether digital events were going to just make money. Wipe away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. People want to connect with other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I do remember that. And you know, it was, it's so refreshing not to have that be the argument that suddenly like, Oh, be, people just have online. They don't have to get together. Yeah. And, and we all think that that we laugh now, but it was yeah. very real, very real concern at the time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, while I, Every time people want to talk with me about 
expanding their reach and, and, um, you know, generating more engagement in the community. It seems like it's because they're trying to, um, and I love my clients and everything, but most often it seems like they're trying to drive or arrive at some sort of, this is going to change our bottom line. This is going to get more, more people, uh, to do something for us. And while I, I get that as a business owner, I, I, I understand what you're trying to, to get at. I think that, and Sheila, yeah, job security. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I understand the, the need to drive to that, but you have to understand that as a human, if you're trying to get someone else engaged, it's a what's in it for them thing. I mean, you know, like they have to get value out of it and, and not just a value exchange, it's not just a transaction, it's a relationship. And so um, we're missing out in trying to, you know, automate, automate, automate and, and scale. You know, we're missing out on the one-on-one -on -one stuff that what's the most effective way that, and this comes from research done on the decision to join, what's the most effective way to get somebody to, join or engage or, or volunteer the direct ask you don't get that automated the direct ask is a direct ask that's me asking you liz will you do this thing mm -hmm. you know if you sent out a bulk email to a bunch of people and said come on my show i wouldn't respond but you if you reached out and said hey what do you think about this i'm gonna be like yeah liz i'm here like uh, sign me up that is that is what i'm talking about it's it's first of all it's important to us as human beings to build those relationships. But secondly, it's not even effective if we don't take the time to build those relationships. So the automation's great, but you know, we also need to not forget this human to human piece of it. Yeah. And so much of it comes from your interaction with the world and your own passions and interests. And I can see as you're talking a lot of this this interest of yours and community and tribe building has come from what you're seeing in the world. And, yeah. and, you know, it comes from the heart. It seems like it comes yeah, from yeah, things. Yeah. That really Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the magic is when you can mm -hmm. tap into something that does leverage your business skills, mm -hmm. but also really taps into your passions, your skills, the things that get you going. Yeah. Place to be in business. It's an awesome place to be. And I'm like, I'm at this weird spot where it's like I suddenly put all the pieces together and now I'm like, ooh, I kind of, I guess I figured that once I did that, you know, it's not, I used to get hired all the time to go and teach, you know, probably like you do to like go and teach uh, like social media strategy or how do I build a campaign out for this, you know, and it's like you go and you teach the process or, you know, you teach the tactics, you know, and even if you teach the strategy, it's um, it's this one thing. But what is so important for me to do right now is is connect it. Like, why does this matter? And how can you understand that each and every single one of us in any role or job that we have, whenever we're responsible for for bringing three or more people together, we have an opportunity there to make them feel like they belong. We have an opportunity to then build something bigger and better and make those relationships happen. You know, it's, um, I, I realized that back when I was, I had, okay, 
I try to do really well at every job I have, but there was a job that I was almost fired from. And it was when I was in college and I got a job as a checkout girl at a grocery store. Okay. So have you ever brought a present to a checkout girl in a grocery store or checkout guy? Have you ever created a relationship with no. a, a grocery store clerk, right? It's unusual. I haven't either, no. you know, <laughs> and I had regulars and I would, they would line up in my line to go through my line and I would talk to them as they were going through and I'd be like, yeah, so whatever happened with whatever, you know, you know, and I was like talking to them. And the reason I almost got fired was because my scan rates were so slow because <laughs> I, I had the lowest scan rates. I, all I remember is seeing like, 35 written up on there. Each person was rated and I had like the, the lowest and they were like, if you can't get your, your item rate up, then you're going to be fired. <laughs> I'm like, I cannot believe that I'm about to be fired from a, a checkout girl job. But anyway, these people were going through and I was taking the time to connect. And I look at that and I think I was losing because I almost lost my job, but I was also winning because, um, uh, who like I had, I had something to leverage. I had relationships there. I could leverage. There was a, a gay couple that brought me shoes. Like they actually bought me a pair of shoes that they saw and thought of me. They found out, I mean, do you know your grocery store clerk's shoe size? Right. I mean, like these are things that are weird. They're not, they're not customary. And that is the power of relationships. That is the power of building community. And that also goes to show you that no matter what role or job you have, you have the power to build it. And so I just wish that <laughs> it's so crazy. We have all of these beautiful tools, all of this technology, and we have people, you know, th who are young, who are saying that they can't think of one person they trust that they can reach out to if they have a hard time. They might be connected to thousands online, but there's not one person they trust to reach out to when you know, they feel like they need it the most. And we, we each can change that in, in, even if you're a checkout girl in a grocery store. So. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, it's an opportunity, but Naomi also wrote, it's our responsibility. I think that's yeah. something that in yeah. the industry in particular, we have to take very seriously. Yeah. It's not just let's throw money and let's bring people together. There's a responsibility when you have that many people to, to allow them opportunities to connect, to create spaces for these things to happen so that, it, I mean, it, it, it's not only a nice thing to do, it's great yeah. for brands, it's really good for the company it's you're working so good. For. I mean, you know, it, it was, it, people would ask me, why don't I like promote my, my consulting work on association chat? And for years, I mean, I've had people who, you know, our friends who've said like, well, you can promote, you know, your, your consulting work, everybody will understand. And I'm like, well, but that's not what that community is for. If I created one that was the amplified growth community, they'd know that, you know, this is built around my consulting, but it's association chat. And so this is something that was born of holding space for people to come together to talk about these topics. Right. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, and Sheila, powerful story. You made them someone's only human contact that day. Yeah, I mean, I remember those people, right? I remember those people that went through. And, you know, each one of us can allow people to feel like they belong, even just 
at the the smallest level, Liz, you and I, every every marketer who's out there who knows how to use these tools, um, I always think I, I think that you've always had the ability to connect with people really well. I've I've seen your interactions online. Our our friendship, our relationship was built out of event profs and stuff. Yeah. So being human and using these tools to connect is something that you do well. But I think that a lot of times the people that we may work with, you know, we can go and teach them how to use the tools, but it's very difficult to translate that into how do you then use those strategies, use those tools to build those relationships. And I think this is, this is the work that, I mean, I'm going to throw, like, I think all of us who are out there who are teaching this or know this well, I think, I think we all are probably challenged right now to to make that deeper connection for people so that they can understand, you know, their role, their responsibility and how to use these things to build greater community. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people in the event hustler community or independent event professionals who are on their own. And, and I already mentioned that this kind of talk building community, making these human connections, this is really good for business as well. Oh, it's so um, good. Yeah. Big believer in the fact that if you have an audience and you can speak to that audience and make a relationship with them and you don't consider it just an audience for you to blast marketing messages, but you actually consider them relationships, there's a lot of good that can come from that. But what would your advice be to people who are in that position, people like you and me who run yeah. our own companies? What, how do they get that community going? Like, what role do they play in that? Well, I think, okay, so um, one thing that you don't want to do is, is jump to the sale too fast, right? Like, I feel, and even if you're, like, with all the funnel marketing and stuff that's out there, like, building your funnels and stuff, that's fine, but it's like the, the, you have to be very careful not to come off as, like, the multi-level marketer, slick, like, and before you go for $17.99, you know, it's, 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 you have to show your intent in what you're trying to build that relationship for and be, be honest. And, you know, the one uh, platform or software or like, we can't go buy trust. We can't go buy it, you know? Um, and in a day with, uh, Facebook with, you know, Cambridge Analytica and all of these tools, everything, GDPR, our, our, our information is not safe. People do not feel safe. They can get into a stranger's car a la Uber, but, or stay in a stranger's home a la Airbnb, but building a relationship or trusting when they join your group that, that, you mean what you say that they can they can believe that you're not going to try to hook them into something um immediately you have to invest in the relationship a little bit but it does pay off when you build that relationship um those are the people who you know nine years later i can tell you 10 years later those some of those people are the ones that are still going to be there for you every single talk you do, webinar you do, show you do, um, that will be there for support if you need them. Yeah. So that that is something that is worth building because it's more reliable and you're building loyalty and you're building this, this you know, like Kevin Kelly's A Thousand True Fans, you know, you're building this, this steady group, solid foundation of people who support what you do. 
and you made a good point that you can't buy trust. And yeah, I think I another important thing for people to think about is you can't rush it. Everyone wants yeah. to get out there and be the next big thought leader and have thousands of followers. And that stuff takes time. I mean, you and I have been building this for a long yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It takes, it takes a lot of time. And once you do it, hate to say it, you're not done. I mean, like trust is also something that you don't just get once. And then it's like, okay, you're good. Like, you have to continue to earn it. And so yeah. to be trustworthy, you know, there are tricks that um, there's this really awesome book I'm going to tell you about that is called uh, The Confidence Game, right? The Confidence Game uh, by Maria Konnikova. And she she talks about what con men do to fast track trust, right? How do you, because people get fooled. They start trusting in the wrong people all the yeah. time. But what if we used that? What if we use some of those things to, in the early days, build really good? Like, we'll fast track through that part where it's like, you know, do you trust me? Do I trust you? We'll, we'll use some of those tools that you can use to like sort of um, the tricks that your, your mind will play to get to the good stuff, to like connect people with the really good stuff so that, so that you're able to focus on building that relationship. So I think it's interesting because everybody does want to know how to fast track trust. And I think that if you use <laughs> these tools for good and then continue to build those out over the long term, because you have to continue to build that relationship, yeah. um, you'll, you'll get to that, the, the heart of it faster. That's really interesting. I have to read that book. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, I started looking for uh, how to fast track trust and there's not a lot out there, but if you think about who's doing it and doing it well, con men, you know, <laughs> I mean, really it's like the people who, how do you take somebody who's really, really smart and who makes really great uh, decisions all the time and they invest in somebody who they should have known better. How does that happen? And the most successful con men uh, play off of different, different things, different manipulations on very basic sort of, you know, neurological impulses that we as humans have. And so if you were to use that power for good, then imagine how much more effective your communications would be. So like that's, that's one avenue that I'm kind of exploring in this, in this building community, because it's like, you know, some of those, uh, we do those naturally, Liz, you know, like some of, some of us who have been building community for a while, we do those. And we maybe never thought of it as like, if I really wanted to fool somebody, I could use that that way. Right. But, mm -hmm. but turns out, you know, that some of these things that we naturally do, um, are teachable. And they're tactics that people use for nefarious reasons too. That's so interesting. There's one person that I follow online who just does a very good job of presenting themselves very well. And they they do a really good job of like speaking to the target audience and reeling you in. And it's uh, someone who I always forward their emails back and forth with a few people like, because once you've known them, you realize it's all a front. They don't actually believe anything they're talking about. Oh my about. gosh, you have to send me, I know you're not going to call them out here, but you will have to text me. I'm so curious. Oh my it, gosh. It has made me, I mean, we're talking, they get hundreds of thousands of dollars in sponsors. 
thousands of people to buy products and books and things. But if you actually know the person and anything about what they actually believe, there's no congruency there. But what you're talking about is taking those, the things they're doing that work really well, but actually having some heart behind it. Yeah. I mean, like, what if, what if you took those of us who are kind of, I think of myself as kind of stumbling through life, you know, like most of us are well-meaning and we're doing the best we can, you know? And what if you took all of our, all of our smarts, all of the things that we've learned, all of the, like, uh, the things we feel, and then you thought, okay, so uh, let me take these little ways that these people who are trying to trick others into believing them, you know, how can I use those so that people will be able to trust me faster or believe in me and not, not question and, and, you know, maybe delay us moving on to this, this next piece that's so important for them. And it's not really manipulation. It's just understanding how the brain works and, um, and maybe looking at it from a different perspective, because certainly people who use it for manipulation um, have learned, you know, they know these. So why, why can't the good guys know them too? You know, I mean, it's essentially marketing, It's learning about how humans interact and them in a way that make them want to do something. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart marketing. Smart marketing. <laughs> yeah. So True. it's already been 30 minutes. I said, oh <laughs> like, how does this happen every time? Um, people have to connect with you. They have to follow you and watch your journey. How, what's the best way for people to learn more about you or to have this conversation extended? Well, you can go to amplifygrowth.net and or associationchat.com and sign up on the mailing list. I also have a very unusual name. So if you just type in at Kiki Letalien and you don't even have to spell it right, you're going to find on most of the socials, it'll, it'll find me. Um, so if you just start out on the right path, it'll, it'll give you the rest of it. Um, but at Kiki Letalien on Instagram, on Twitter, um, find me on Facebook, happy to connect on LinkedIn. If you just let me know, you know, where and why, and, uh, yeah, I would love to connect with people. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Liz. This is so exciting. Thank you. We have much more to talk about. Um, but I really appreciate all the things you've shared and it's good to know how your career started, but all of this that you're kind of working through today in your career, I think we all hit those points where you're like, there's something else here. There's something else. Yeah. But there's another piece that people are not getting. And that's, it's a tough part of business, but it's an exciting time too, because it opens a lot of new opportunities for you. If you can really tap into that passion. Yeah. We'll have to talk more about that. I'm still trying to figure out how to like, I'm just so tribes and trust focused on everything right now that, uh, um, yeah, I, I need to finish the book all of that. So more to come. Yes. yes. Let us know when the book comes out, of course, and yes. let us know all the good things you're up to. And I'll, of course, share it on all the channels so people can find you. Of course. Yay. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you to all of you who watched live. We'll be back every Tuesday at 1030 Eastern. Actually, next week, we will not have a show because we're doing the virtual event business summit. So if you have not signed up, you can sign up for free at eventbusinesssummit.com. It's um, all around how to build grow and market your event business. So definitely encourage you to check that out. And then we'll be back the following week at 1030 Eastern for another show. That's awesome. All right. Thank you, Kiki. I'll talk to everyone soon. All right. Bye. Bye.